0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 27th of December 2015, entitled A Man with the Gospel. And the Bible reading is taken from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. I'm glad that uh, Jesus Christ has come to this world to save me. And uh, has come here not only for me, but for the whole world and praise the Lord for that, for His love, His great love that uh, God manifested to us, Jesus Christ. And it's a pleasure to be here in the house of the Lord this morning, and um, we know that Matthew 6, uh, 33 says that uh, we should put God and His righteousness uh, in the first place in our life, and um, may uh, God help. and every one of us to to do that, uh, not only on Sundays, but uh, every day in our life, not only on Christmas. And it seems that sometimes uh, people, Christians, uh, around Christmas or on the Christmas day, the day we celebrate, they put family uh, before God, but we should not never do that. God should be always in the first place in our life, and uh, we should be content and grateful that God gave us a family. There are people that have no family. And they are alone and uh, uh, we have a family and praise the Lord for them. But uh, God should be always in the first place in our life. And uh, on Sundays, uh, we should be in the house of the Lord and uh, say like uh, David said, uh, I was glad when they said, come unto the house of the Lord. And uh, this is a day. It's not exactly the words, you know. I don't have King James in my mind. I have uh, it's called uh, D.C.V. the Mitropolitansu version. That's a Romanian version that I have in my mind. This is the one I have learned all my life, and it's uh, been here. So you know, sometimes I have my uh, Romanian verse in my mind. I try to translate it into English, but it doesn't fit with <laughs> King James version. But I have a King James version here, so I read. King James version, but it takes time until it, you know, it will settle here and come out of my uh, my mouth. But praise the Lord for the uh, wonderful um, and uh, great Christmas we all had uh, in the house of the Lord and uh, also in our families uh, uh, two days ago. And today I would like to speak from uh, the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter one, and uh, if you would stand. Uh, uh, in reference to the reading of the word of God with me, uh, Romans chapter 1, a few verses I would like to read this morning and uh, look at two things. Um, the message is entitled, uh, A Man with a Gospel, and we'll be looking at the gospel and, uh, of course, this man to uh, Paul writes in Romans chapter 1 from verse 1 through 5. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship. For obedience to the faith among all nations, for his name, amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, word of God. And it's you, Lord, that uh, preserve this uh, word that we today can stand here in the house of the Lord, read it, and um, hear about your plan, about your love, about your salvation through Jesus Christ who came down into this world each and every one of us, and we thank you, Lord, for all those who accepted Jesus Christ in their hearts, and Lord, we pray that the ones that are not saved yet, this would be their day, to accept you, Lord, and become sons of God, as John the Apostle says. Bless this time together, bless the preaching of the word, give me strength and power, give me your words, in Jesus' name I pray. Maybe see it. We see here, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Let's see two particulars of the gospel. First thing is the incarnation of the Son. Verse 3 says, Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. According to the flesh, we see Christ, the son of David. And if we look back into the history, we know that David was a king. And David became king because God made him king. He was a shepherd, but then doesn't matter whatever you are here on this earth, God can take you, shape you, model you, and put you in a place where you don't deserve, but it's God's grace that puts you there. David didn't deserve to be a king, but God looked at David, he chose David. And of course, David loved the Lord. And this is uh, very important for each and every one of us to to love the Lord. And uh, if we love the Lord, we obey the Lord. They're all connected. How do uh, people around us see us that we love the Lord? Only by our words. Everybody can say lots of things nowadays. But when you prove with your life, It's a different thing. David proved he loved the Lord. And the Lord put him in that position of a king. And he became a king because God's grace was great upon him. And Jesus, if we read in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, from verse 12 through uh, verse 16, there is a promise of a seed that comes through David. And the seed is nobody but Jesus. And if we read the lineage of Jesus Christ in uh, Matthew chapter 1, we see that, that Jesus Christ, through both Joseph and Mary, is the seed, is of a royal heritage. Jesus, according to the flesh, according to the flesh, God Incarnated, God came down to this earth and took upon this human body. And he chose to be in the lineage of David. And Paul says, according to the flesh, he was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. He was a king, even in his human body. He was a king. He deserved to be the king but yet he was born in a manger. His people didn't receive him. John says in John chapter 1, he came to his own but his own received him not. He came to live a righteous life, a holy life. Jesus Christ is God who became flesh. Is God Who took upon flesh. He is of David. He is of royal lineage. In verse 4. We see the declaration of the son. In verse 4. Paul says. And declared to be the son of God. With power. When we talk about Jesus. We don't talk about an ordinary people. We don't an ordinary person, we talk about somebody different. The Bible talks him that he is a king, according to the flesh. and the Bible talks about him being the son of God with power. the son of God with power. And you see, the gospel of Paul) Is the gospel of God. God who became flesh. God the king. God the creator. God the king of kings. The gospel of Paul is not an ordinary gospel. The gospel of Paul is the gospel of God. We hold in our hands here something that is beyond our comprehension. Something that gives us headaches sometimes because we don't understand it. We think we understand it. And we, you know, as pastors and missionaries, when people come and ask questions, we think we have all the answers and we want to give the answers to those who ask them. But sometimes we just say, I don't know. I just don't know. This word of God is so complicated sometimes that we don't know. And it's not complicated because complicated God complicated it for us. <laughs> no, God wanted has to have a word that we could read and understand. But God, please understand me, God is unlimited. God is full of resources. We are limited because we live in this body, in this flesh. And God gave us this gospel. And it's not the gospel of Paul. It's the gospel of God. And it's the gospel of God with power. This gospel has power. And the power is in itself. In itself, because it's from God, and God made this gospel for us. And He made it available for us. And we see here in verse 4 and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. According to the spirit of holiness, we live in a sinful life. If we talk about holiness today, holiness is not a term that you usually hear every day. And if you, if you speak about holiness, people start laughing at you. Are you an old-fashioned guy? <laughs> Are you talking about holiness? What is that? And sometimes Christians forget about living their lives in holiness, and they mingle with... Uh, The unchristians with the pagan world, and they look like the pagans because for them, holiness doesn't mean what the Bible says it meant for Jesus and for Paul. This gospel of God has power, and this gospel of God needs to be believed. By Christians. And holiness has power in itself. We should live a holy life. It is worth living a holy life. Jesus did. He lived a holy life. And because he lived a holy life. His word had power. If we want our words to have power. We need to live holy life just like Jesus did. Otherwise our lives will be equal with nothing. It's just like brass and it makes that noise. You don't understand anything. The gospel of this man called Paul is not a gospel. It's, it's the gospel of God. The gospel of God, of the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. And you see, the power of this gospel comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He came down to this earth. Yes, he lived a a holy life. Yes, he lived a pure life. He had a testimony, he had a good testimony. But when he went up to the Calvary and he gave up his ghost, his life didn't end there. He stayed for three nights and three days in the tomb. But then, what came after, it really proved with power that he was the son of God. He was God incarnated. He was God in flesh. He came back from the dead. Who except Jesus came back from the dead? By himself or by themselves? Nobody. When Jesus lived his life on this earth... He resurrected other people. He brought Lazarus from the tomb back to life. And others. But who out of that multitude of people who uh, even started religious organizations, so-called churches and uh, religions, who out of those, so many who claimed to have had different revelations, did what Jesus did? When? To the tomb and came back alive. Nobody. Even if uh, uh, Mohammed uh, pretended to have had uh, different revelations and be the last prophet, he went to the grave, he died and stayed there. (laughs) And people go and worship his tomb. Joseph Smith who is um, another founder of a religious group called today the Mormons. He claimed he had different revelations. He was somebody, but after he died, never came back. And Buddha and others today, they claim they had different power, different visions, different uh, experience is powerful uh, experience, but after they died, they never came back to life. Only Jesus. Jesus is the only one that went into the grave, into the tomb, stayed there for three days and three nights, as He said, and came back, came back alive. This is the power of the gospel. The resurrection from the dead. That's what Paul says in in chapter 1 verse 4. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And because of his resurrection, we'll be resurrected too. Praise the Lord. This is our blessed hope while waiting for Jesus Christ to come. And if he doesn't come while we are alive, we will go into the tomb. But come back alive with him and because of him and because of his power. His power to come back from the dead. And we have this gospel like Paul had. Paul had this gospel from the Lord. This gospel from God, this gospel of God, and this gospel shouldn't stay only here in between these four walls. It should be spread out. Who is going to do this? We see Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, who received this gospel of God, this powerful gospel of Jesus Christ, God, Became flesh. And he didn't keep it for himself. Yes Paul. Was a servant of Jesus Christ. He was a man. Of God. And this man. Was commissioned. By Jesus Christ. Not to keep this gospel for himself. Within himself. But to speak it. Loudly, and that's what he did. And Jesus Christ didn't commission only him. Paul says, "By whom we have received grace and the apostleship." Where are we in this plan of God? We have received something from the Lord, something powerful. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of God. People will get saved if somebody goes and preaches the gospel. What gospel? Any gospel? No, no. The gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the powerful gospel. But somebody has to preach it. Somebody has to take it to people. We see the Apostle Paul commissioned by Jesus Christ. And we see that he says, we have received grace and apostleship. Why? Why have we received grace and apostleship? For obedience to the faith. We haven't received grace just to enjoy ourselves in this grace. In this position of children of God. We receive this grace. We have received grace and a passage for obedience to the faith. The faith. There are so many faiths today. There is only one way. One truth. One life. That's Jesus Christ. There's one faith. In Jesus Christ. And him alone. Nothing else. Nothing but Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Will blot out. Our sins. The blood of Jesus. Christ who died for us. And we have received grace and apostleship. For what? For obedience to the faith obedience to the faith, not to the law. We see people nowadays being obedient to the law of God, to the law of Muslims, to the, you know, so many other laws. The Bible says that we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith, to the real faith, the only faith, faith in Jesus Christ. And Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 that there is only one God, one baptism, and one faith. Do you have this faith? Do you have this gospel that you placed your faith in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, God, who came down to this earth? If you do. You're God's people. But if you don't, you need to go to come to this God. To this Jesus Christ, the core of the gospel of God. Everything moves around Jesus Christ. Not around me, not around you, not around anybody. Everything moves around Jesus. Christ, because He is God. He is your Savior, my Savior. He is your Creator. John chapter 1, verse 1 says that in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. Who love, who love, strength or power and truth. He is the only one that deserves your and my worship. But we have received—that's what Paul says. We have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations. We are to live our lives as a peculiar people different people but not in an isolated place like some people do and live in monasteries and they think they are holy there and they are saint and there is no sin among them and in them but Paul says that we should be obedient to the faith among all nations Among all nations, and yes, Birmingham is a multicultural place where lots of nations found their habitation, their place of dwelling. We should, yes, the gospel is for today. The gospel is for you and me. The gospel is for everybody. And the gospel is for all nations. They all need salvation. And they will hear about salvation from you and me. If we preach it to them and if we live as obedient Christians to the faith. That's what the Bible says here. That's what Paul says here. We should be obedient to the faith. We should live our Christian life without fear. Even if it was not a free country. I remember years ago, before 1989, when the revolution came into Romania and we became a free country, that Christianity wasn't legal. I mean, it was and it was not. Because there were times when they would shut down uh, churches and say, no more uh, worship to God, no more Christians. And they even started the, uh, tearing down some buildings, but wherever you went. Back in those days, it was a shame to say that you're a Christian because everybody was a communist and everybody was supposed to be a communist back in those days. And was in high school and our home teachers said you should be the, the we had, you know, some organization, the youth, the communist youth, and the class was an organization and there was supposed to be a leader of that you know, organization, and because I was a good student, she says, "Oh, you should be the the leader of this uh, communist organization." I said, "No, ma'am, no, I'm sorry, I, I cannot be that." Why can't you be? Because you're a good student, you have good grades. I say, "Yes, but I cannot be." She goes, "What's the reason?" And I said, "I'm a Christian. I, I'm a Baptist. I cannot be. I, can, I mean, I love the Lord, and you know, I have my style, my my way of doing things." No, no, no. No problem. Just be, a, <laughs> just be a, a communist. I said, no, I don't want to be a communist. I want to be a Christian. No, no, just, just be the leader of this communist group. And for a while, I was a leader. But, you know, my heart wasn't in there. Because I wasn't a communist. And I tried to explain to her that I could not be there. But she wanted me to live like them. And after... A short period of time she saw that I couldn't mingle with them. Because, okay, you're right. You cannot be <laughs> a communist leader. You see, people around us, nations around us, want to make us live like them. And if we live like them, we don't live obedient to the faith. We live obedient to their wants, desires. Whatever we live just to please them. But Lord, the Lord didn't save us to make us live like them, to make us sons of God that live like Him. Like Lord Jesus Christ, who is our God. So we see a man with a gospel, but it's not any man. It's a servant of Jesus Christ, having not an ordinary gospel, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. My question today, for me and for each and every one of us, is what kind of man are you? Are you a man of God? Are you a servant of Jesus Christ? And what gospel do you preach? What gospel do you live? Do you preach and live the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or do you have a different gospel? God wants his people to be servants of Jesus Christ and preach and live up with his standards, holiness, that is available only through Jesus Christ, only through him and by him. Let's bow our heads in praying before we finish this service. Has God spoken to your heart today? Are you a servant of Jesus Christ with the same gospel that Paul had? Are you serving the Lord Jesus Are you preaching, telling others the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you living that gospel of Jesus Christ, or you are afraid? You can always come to Jesus and ask for power, for strength, for help to help you live a life like Jesus and for Jesus, and if you are not a child of God, you still have grace, as we all have. Ask Jesus, the only Savior, to forgive your sins and give you eternal life. This is your day, not tomorrow. If you don't have Jesus, why don't you call him today? In faith and ask him to forgive you of all your sins and give you a everlasting life. And he will do exactly the way He said, "Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, for each and every one that has been here in the house of the Lord to praise your name, and to hear the word of God. Lord, we thank you for those who belong to you and serve you, and those that preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and live the gospel of Jesus Christ among all nations. Lord, help each and every one of us. Be the servants you want to be. The preachers and the witnesses that you want, for each and every one of us, and Lord, save people, save souls. For in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Mm-hmm.